Happy holidays, Wanderers, and welcome to our 2020 holiday special, Mistletoe and Murder. This year we decided to play in Monster Hearts, an RPG about the messy lives of teenage monsters. We would like to warn listeners with a big content warning. This game heavily encourages dealing with adult content like sex, sexuality, and heavy foul language, all of which we explore in this actual play. If that's not for you, that's okay, don't worry, our normal content is still releasing every Monday night. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Willoughby College Christmas Party with four monstrous teen friends. All of you have been invited to the President's Christmas Ball thrown every year by President Glacey. He lives in a remote and massive mansion given to the Presidents of Willowbury University. It's set deep in the snowy pines. Getting there is treacherous, but once there, the manor house is a warm and inviting refuge from the cold. At the far edge of the grounds, there is a cliff face that looks over the crushing iron-black waves of the Atlantic. The manor is said to have a lullaby of waves and wind to soothe even the most restless to sleep. When all of you arrive, walking through the massive, carved, cherry front doors, you are met with a spectacle only seen in fairy tales and Christmas cards. Candles and trees, the smell of cookies and pine and cinnamon. The faint notes of orchestral music drift through other rooms. And far in the background, that lingering and intoxicating smell of Yuletime liquor circulating on golden trays. The mansion is made ready for a merry party to celebrate the end of the year. The house is packed with teachers and students alike, all in their most alluring festive clothes. President Galassi himself is an older gentleman and quite kind. He's a bit reclusive, but when you meet him, he's always genial and excited to help. He has a musical voice and a clever mind, and a face that looks carved with wisdom and long years. Some might even call him beautiful in a certain way. The party is in full swing when the clock strikes ten, and there's a crash and a scream. You all run into the grand foyer to find a crown surrounding the body of President Galassi. He is dead on the floor. Overhead, there are broken rails where he crashed through the balcony from the second floor. And that is where we begin. All of you have just rushed in to find the president of your university dead. So all of you have just run uh, into this place. Uh, you can go ahead and tell me where you came from and who you are and what you look like. Um, so Alice is... Do we want to talk about class? You can, yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um, Alice is a witch. Uh, she is running in from the dining room where she was trying to test out a potion she had concocted that makes people go fetch things for her when she asks them to. Um, she's wearing tall black boots with like stiletto heels and like a sheath red dress with one shoulder covered and like one shoulder bare. Um, so she runs into the grand foyer from the dining room that has like the buffet and drinks and stuff. Oh, she's got like long, like really long down most of her back, black hair and like loose waves. Okay. So that means I need to change how my character looks because that's literally the same description I have. Oh. <laughs> Dibs. I am playing Poe. He is the first string wide receiver for the football team on the college, though he is not the best on the team. He's very, he's good, but not great. Um, he looks very muscular. He is wearing jeans, sneakers, and a breathable pullover with the campus mascot on it. He has, he has short blonde hair and green eyes, and he is an infernal. He made a pact with a dark power to get some bargaining chips, which in this case is to help him do better in his classes so that he can stay playing football. And he was chatting up a cheerleader in the great room before this all happened. So I am playing 
Holly Ferndale. She is a part of the Fay class. Holly is white blonde, petite, very willowy, always has something green in her hair. So tonight it is actual Holly. Not mistletoe. Not mistletoe. Uh, no, she thought she would uh, stick with her namesake for Christmas. So she is one of a, probably a, a, not a lot, but a few people who is on the second floor balcony having come out of one of the bedrooms looking for her girlfriend. Oh, and she's like, she's dressed very, uh, I think the word I looked up is like boho chic. Uh, so even though it's winter, she's got stupidly light fabrics on. Uh, so like a really thin dress, knee high socks, boots, and basically just like a big chunky sweater. And I'm playing Conrad. Uh, my class is the queen. Uh, I am the head of a, of a, the, the toughest, coolest, most powerful click around as I read the description from the book. We are a, we are a band called Conradical, which is the best name for a band ever. Despite Zach's protestations. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> my my band members' names are Scott, who is on bass, Kim, who is on drums, and Steven, who is on guitar. Because I needed to come up with band members, and that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Conrad is um, average average height, uh, 5'11", like not not particularly tall, but not short either. Uh, uh, lean, uh, lean build. Uh, he has striking gray eyes. It's the kind of eye, the eye, kind of eyes you can get lost in. And he has uh, shoulder-length auburn hair, uh, and he is majoring in music performance, naturally. And, oh, I guess I should t- say where I was. Uh, he was, uh, he wanted to be part of this ball. Um, he thought that with Conradical being as popular as they are, that they would be a natural choice to play at this ball. But the president denied him, and so he and his, and his, uh, his gang are somewhat sulking in the basement, ignoring the music and playing pool instead. I forgot to mention that Holly is majoring in biology. Alice is majoring in chemistry. Um, what did I say? I'm. I'm. What is it like? Uh, exercise science. Or exercise sports? science. Uh, exercise. Uh, Poe is majoring in exercise science. He's very into football. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think football is basically his personality. Uh. Okay. What's everyone do when they get there? I think Alice runs into the fort, or do we all run in? Yeah, this is like you're all arriving here. There's a crowd, like the whole party is crowding around. Broken banister above, body below. So Holly is on the second floor on the balcony. By the way, we do have a map for this house. I will be posting it on the, uh, when this episode goes up, uh, it'll be on our Podbean site with the episode and on our website. So you guys can see it too. But uh, so she's on that second floor and is like looking down on dead Mr. President. And when she sees that there are like everybody's coming out, she's going to look for her girlfriend. Do I see River anywhere? Uh, No, you do not. Hmm. I think Alice is going to grab a drink and make her way upstairs to see where exactly he came from. The president falling came from. Okay, so there's, like, a clamor um, beneath. Like, you can see, like, at this point now, they're trying to almost push the crowd back and be like, hey, like, get, right. like, out of the way. 
Um, there are a few people that remain with the body. Um, you start heading upstairs and you can see, um, so on the south, so he fell into the great foyer. Right above that, there is a balcony all around the room. On the south side of the room, there is an open terrace. And it is from that south side where the open terrace is that he fell into the great foyer. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I think Poe is trying to look casual about it, but figure out if he's actually dead, like from a distance, you know? If that's a role, that's fine. If it's not, that's also fine. But I think he's trying to like play it cool. Like he has a persona of nonchalance kind of going, even if he is a little freaked out by someone dying in fr- in a party. Okay, so you have to make a keep your cool roll at that. Okay, roll with cold. That'll be a 12. No, I, I have minus one cold. That'll be a nine. Okay, so then this is where I, I tell you like a cost at doing this and you can decide whether to do it or not. If you like stare at the body long enough to like try to determine something about like one, whether president is dead and two whether or not like maybe like some kind of cause you will like break down and start crying and draw attention to yourself yeah poe's not gonna do that (laughs) okay so you like feel like that tug at you to like get emotional over what just happened the longer you look but you like turn away and kind of like turn your back and start getting ushered out of the room with everyone else yeah he's very compliant with that he's just whatever and goes with the crowd as he's being ushered out uh okay So Vice President Ona kind of starts ushering the crowd out of the room. Generally, she's kind of trying to push everyone that's on the lower story back to the great room and the ballroom. So kind of the back area of the party. And they're kind of trying to close doors. As she's doing that, she's going, please, there's been a terrible accident. Everyone get back to the great room and the ballroom. We will let you know when there is more information. But please, we need some space Um, as she keeps pushing people back out of the room. Now, the people that are upstairs, you kind of have a choice here. Either you can get ushered out or you can stay upstairs. Can Alice make it upstairs or is she going to get pushed? Uh, You said you tried to head up that way, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're already upstairs then. Okay. Like there was a bit of time here where like there was confusion and pandemonium before like someone took control and started trying to shove the crowd out of the room. So if during that time you wanted to like slip upstairs, you can do that. Okay. I think she wants to slip upstairs and see who is there. If she recognizes anybody? Uh, you recognize one person, and that's Holly Ferndale. Okay. Holly is kind of standing near the broken terrace. Okay. But she's definitely, like, over, like, she's, like, looking over, like, clearly looking for someone. Gotcha. Okay. I think Alice wants to stop her and offer her the drink that she grabbed and ask her, Oh, my God, did you see what happened? Yes, I I know. How crazy is that? Th- thank you. Thank you. Drinks are great. Um, I know. What? Did you see anything? I I was in the dining room. I just saw him crash through, but you were up here the whole time, right? Well, yes, but I've been looking for River. You haven't seen River, have you? Uh, no. <sighs> this girl is going to be the death of me. She's just, I don't even know if she's at this party anymore, honestly. And I'm, you know, and she takes a big swig of the drink, basically downs the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I just need that too much has gone wrong tonight. I just need to not think about that. And I will deal with that later. I kind of want to check out the open terrace. Is that door open? It is. Okay. 
what is your witch what are your witch's moves i have sympathetic tokens so i items of personal significance of other taken from others and they count as strings and then i can cast two hexes okay gotcha uh you walk out onto the open terrace uh so i'll i'll ask holly if i'll kind of like pull her towards the door is like well did you check out here and pull her towards the open terrace and just start looking around. Can I do a... Would this be a gaze into the abyss? This is also going to be keep your cool. This is keep your cool? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why. Okay. Okay. So when you keep your cool and act despite fear, name what you're afraid of and roll with cold. Okay. Do I have to come up with something I'm afraid of? I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm guessing Cody knows what you're afraid of. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's fine. Okay. That is a seven. Okay, so when you walk out onto the open terrace and look out, it, you know, maybe this should have been gazing to the abyss. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You stare out into what is quickly becoming a, like, white out snowfall. Like, just straight down, piling up like crazy snow. You can see footprints in the snow where the president, like, reeled back and as you do as you like look at those you get like an intuitive feeling like you feel a strange sense of what happened here and like that feeling starts to pull at you and you can either choose to go with it and experience some amount of what happened to the president or you can like resist and go like this is pulling me into something spooky um i'll go with it okay so going with it you are you're looking out much like the president did like you're almost getting the feeling that you're retracing his footsteps like as you stand in the footprints he made he like walked up to the balcony we're looking the front yeah you feel uh like jolt of terror and like something is rushing at your face and then you start backpedaling and uh holly you just look on as alice is standing in the open terrace There's like a strong gust of wind, and then she herself starts stumbling back almost the exact way that President Glacey just did moments ago towards the open, broken balcony. I grab at her. Thanks. (laughs) You kind of like snap out of it. That's freezing out there. Jeez. Who even knows why he was out there? Yeah, um, what just happened there? Were you, uh, you're about to fall off the balcony too, and, um... Hang on, I'm just gonna take one of these for my nerves, and I think I should be all good after this. And she pops one of her, uh, I'm just gonna keep using edibles, because I think that's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. I think that totally works. Your fake edibles. But yeah, but like a, like a calming edible. We know drugs. We know drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We know drugs. <laughs> Your fake magic edibles. All right, and at this point, Alice, like, you're pretty shook up by this. Like, this was profoundly frightening. Okay. You gonna share those, or... I was just about to offer another one, and she hands over. It's like a gummy. Thanks. Okay, we're gonna flip over to Poe and Conrad. Did you also get ushered into the ballroom kind of great room area? Sure. (laughs) I I was trying to think, would he? And the answer is probably no. But then that splits the party three ways, and like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let the story go where it needs to go. You, you can, no, you can, you can do whatever you want. Like, it's not going to hurt me. Any, it, it honestly doesn't ruin anything. If there's something, if there's somewhere else you want to go, I, I guess my point is you have to have somewhere else you want to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm gonna say when, when he, um, when Conrad and his crew came upstairs and saw the crowd, he couldn't really see. I, I guess how, how, how did that. Did, were we like the first people there or was there like a massive crowd there? 
you guys would none of you would have been the first people there all of you were doing something else the there was a crowd already formed okay now you can ask around to try to figure out who was there first but you none of you were the first people there okay i think conrad would um like he sees the crowd he sees president glacy just kind of just kind of says to his crew well that's a an interesting turn of events yeah it was an interesting turn of events <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is gonna be fun okay what do you think conrad where should we go do they start snapping now together in unison <laughs> <laughs> we're going conrad no but they all do dress vaguely like conrad like a little bit you know enough to bo- that it boosts his ego but everyone else thinks it's a little weird <laughs> well this has nothing to do with us so just say we go back go back finish our game of pool uh okay so you're gonna head back downstairs yeah uh, okay, so, you know what? Where's the staircase down? To the right. It's the west staircase. Yeah. West staircase hall. Yep, you're right. Okay, so you kind of do get pushed back through the same way, but then you just head all the way back down to the basement. In the great room and the ballroom. I'm gonna say this is all taking place in the ballroom now. Poe, you've gotten shoved in there with the rest of the crowd, and, like, all the doors now to the grand foyer and, like, the den are all closed. What do you do? You're just kind of in there with a crowd of people. I think Poe is trying to calm himself so he didn't, like, break down sobbing in front of people, but I think it still freaked him out to a good degree, so he's just having spiked punch in an attempt to calm his nerves. Okay, so you're sitting there drinking your spiked punch, and the cheerleader you had been talking to before makes her way up to you. Did you see what happened just now? I mean, I saw what everyone else saw. Yeah, but he was, like, dead. Like, totally dead. Like, his neck looked like it was all dead. And his face looked like it was all dead. I've never even seen someone that dead before. It's 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 pretty unnerving, right? I am terrified. You seem like you're handling it so well, though. Like, so well. His hands are visibly shaking. <laughs> You know, like, it's... He is not handling it well. (laughs) Hang on one second. Do you ever, like, try to figure out how to do something, and you're like, which move makes this happen? By the way, I have gone ahead and renamed my bassist. My bassist is now Neil, because Neil was the one in in the movie that would repeat things that that Scott would say. (laughs) So So your bassist, Neil Scott. Yeah. But did you, like, see anything, though? I didn't see anything any more than anyone else did, I don't think. I just saw him lying there, looking dead. The door, the main door to the ballroom opens and shuts. Uh, Vice President Ona is standing there. So, as I am sure you have all gathered, there has been a terrible accident. It would seem that our beloved President Glacy has had a... Mistaken fall and is dead. It's a terrible time for all of us. But more importantly and more troublingly, the snow is such outside that I don't believe anyone is able to leave. Also, all of the phone lines have gone dead. At this time, we don't believe it was anything more than an accident, but... Unfortunately, I believe all of us are going to be staying here until the storm lets up. If you have any way of getting 
in touch with the outside, feel free to try, but until then, make yourselves comfortable. Myself and Mrs. Glacy will bring you more information as we know it, but please make yourselves comfortable and seek solace with each other. She, like, sniffs and turns around and leaves. So I imagine during during that interaction, like, with the vice president, when when she specifically says, says uh, uh, Glacy is dead, I just imagine the cheerleader says, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so dead. Uh, okay, we're going to flip over to Holly and Alice. So while we're still up by the open terrace... I want to use my uh, fey move of Beyond the Veil to uh, seek an audience with the Fairy King. Busted out the big guns. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What happens when you do that? So what happens when I do that, it's a gaze into the abyss. Okay. So I want to see if there might be something supernatural going on uh, on a 10 and up. In addition to other results, the Fairy King reveals to you a hidden string on someone, and I gain that on a 7 to 9. In addition to the other results, the Fairy King demands a favor of you. Wait, so what what happens no matter what? Well, that's gaze into the abyss. Oh, so you just get gaze into the abyss, and then you get a string on somebody? Okay. I gaze into the abyss. Yep. When I gaze into the abyss, I talk to the Fairy King. Okay. If I get a 10 or higher... The fairy king reveals a string on someone that I get. Okay, gotcha. On a seven to nine, the fairy king demands a favor of me. Gotcha. So. Yep. Okay. Roll it up. Roll good. And that is with dark, right? Yep. That is a nine. So what does it look like? Like, what do you do to summon the fairy king? I think that she takes like one of the holly uh out of her hair and just like blows on it really seductively <laughs> and that's like her her calling i guess um so alice to you this doesn't look like anything happens holly is just standing like in the open window she takes a sprig of holly out of her hair she blows on it and then you just see her kind of um like stiffen a little bit Okay. Holly, to you, once you blow on that, you feel like hands wrap around your waist and you feel a mouth press up against your ear and go, what do you need, child? How, how do I address him? <laughs> <laughs> However you would address your creepy Daddy. fairy king. <laughs> I mean, if you want. I was, I was about to suggest that and you beat me to it. Well, I'm trying to learn something, Daddy. Did you, uh... (laughs) (laughs) This is the game we're playing! Don't let up! (laughs) You're doing great, Mandy. (laughs) I'm trying to see if I can find out what happened to our university president. Did he, uh... Is there anything uh, supernatural going on here? I think I lost the voice. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. When you call him daddy, he, like, nips at your ear a little bit, and he just goes, Nothing natural about this, dear. Something terrible and fearful killed him. Not something like us, but something akin. Keep that in mind. And now, my dear, you must do something for me. Mm, what is it, daddy? Well, us fae have a certain appreciation for the things that are ours. 
and I see that your little toy river is nowhere to be found. I find that insulting on all of our behalfs. Pray find her and find out why she was not at your beck and call when you needed her. And that presence you felt immediately disappears. Okay. And there just is like a lingering smell of pine. So does Alice like hear her talking or is it's just like a... Uh, yeah, I think you would hear one half of that conversation. Okay. Um, what was that all about? Oh, um, I just had to, um, I just called on the, uh, the fairy king. Have I, have I not mentioned him before? Um, no. Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of like, you know, king of the fairies. Um, he, uh, I, I was just trying to see if maybe he knew anything about what happened. Basically, all I got out of it is that, yeah, it's something, something more supernatural, something more like us, not, I guess, mortal. So that that's a question I actually had is how is the supernatural is our supernatural stuff like common not like is that a, a thing like can we no no it's not this is a reveal to me I would say is it I have an ability that lets me test if somebody's lying would this be an appropriate time because what she's saying sounds bonkers um okay so kind of like a couple things here one for. The sake of this game not taking 10 years, you all know each other and are all friendly? Yes. Right. Well. Right. Friendly. Not necessarily friends. Uh, the second part of that is you all know that you are monsters, in air quotes, and okay. what kind, I would say. Okay. The third part of that is it is generally, like, understood that there are supernatural things. People don't generally talk about it. For fear of, like, persecution, right? Like, okay. burn the witch. That might also be why we've all kept in touch, even though we don't always like each other. Is yeah, that... you're part of, like, a secret society just by default. Right, there's three of us that we can talk to about our weird powers and not be, like, ostracized. Right. Even if we do not always like each other. I think, too, at least for Holly, like, she's crunchy enough that people think, you know, uh, she's just high, like, whenever she talks about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I think generally, at least the way that I view her class is she doesn't really care. But like I said, most people just think she's high when she talks about stuff. So I will also say it is a valuable clue that um, the fairy king said that the president was killed by, like, a titular monster like monster heart monster and not by a mundane. So if you know for sure 110% that someone is mundane, you know that they didn't right. kill the president. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the clue that you just received there. Certain cool. people in this world are mundane. Certain are not. All of you are not. Yeah. But as I said, but knowing that uh, for a hundred percent may be difficult though. Cause if they don't talk about it, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, so you you wouldn't have said anything about River, right? That was not part of your half of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, you no, you would not have heard anything about River. Okay, I didn't say anything in response to that. Um, so something not natural going on. Why don't you Why don't you step out on the balcony and see? Maybe you can send something. Yeah, just uh, you know, catch me if I start falling. Right. Yep, yeah, uh, Holly. Holly's gonna do like the same thing that Alice uh, did. Uh, make me a um gaze into the abyss roll. Eleven. Okay, so with an eleven, 
you get a similar feeling, but this time you're able to, like, kind of stave off, like, the instinctual fear reaction that Alice had when she stood in the same place that you're doing right now. So in this case, we're standing there, you feel like that sickening, like, fear and lurch, but in this case, you can ask me one question about it. So what do you want to know about this? Mm. Anyone got any ideas? I don't know how to ask this, but I want to know if something physically climbed up and down. You know what I mean? Ah, that's a good one. Or if it's like when she went out there, it was just like she felt a gust. So like the fact that it's supernatural, she wants to know, is it like ghost supernatural? Like you wouldn't be able to see clues or physical supernatural, like a demon like climbed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Holly, this time when you gaze into the abyss standing out here, instead of like standing right in the footprints of President Glacey, you kind of stand off to the side and you almost see like a hazy reenactment of it. And while President Glacey is standing there, nothing crawls up and attacks him. There's a strong gust of wind and then you like see a vague like spectral shape fly towards him. It doesn't hit him, but he reels back and crashes through the banisters. Okay. So, um, I, uh, I could see, um, kind of looked like something spectral was coming at him, um, and it didn't really hit him, it just, I don't know, it kind of looked like he was just avoiding it, and that's what Shocked made him fall. Shocked him to death? Startled him to death? Indirectly? Maybe startled him is more like it. Alright. Your hands are so cold. We should get inside. Oh, <laughs> You gonna uh, help me warm him up? Well, sure. Maybe we can find a fireplace to sit next to. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Um. Uh, okay. Where are both of you headed uh, on the map? Do we want to stay upstairs or? I think so. Yeah, I think Alice will take her hand and say, "Maybe we should check some other rooms. See if you can use your magic touch and find another vision." Uh, what room do you want to try? So I thought there were more rooms, like, right off the balcony, but we kind of have to walk quite a ways around. Um, Right now, there's no one else up there, so it's fine. Okay. I'm going to guess that the master sitting room or the master bedroom is going to have a fireplace, so I think we head over there. Okay. Master sitting room. Definitely would, yeah. Yeah, master sitting room. So how how handsy are you guys getting when you press into the master sitting room? Um, Holly's definitely, like, holding her hand and, like, pulling her, at least. Yeah. When the door to the master sitting room opens, you hear a voice call from the master bedroom, a very familiar voice, say, Is that you, Mr. President? And now we're gonna cut back to... Let's let's cut back to Conrad. Conrad, you're in the basement with your... with your band... You're still playing your game of pool. Upstairs, you know that the president of your university has just been killed. And you also know that, like, at least you probably saw Poe up there. Um, so what are you doing? Is there anybody else down here? Um, so you just said that you're in, like, generically a like a pool room i would say immediately in that room no but if you want to like look around and try to find some other people uh you can kind of tell me the type of people you're looking for and then i can kind of tell you what you find does that make sense gotcha so there's like specific named characters 
And then there's also just you can talk to a type of student, if that makes sense. Like Zach said, he was talking to a cheerleader, which made a cheerleader materialize. Wow. And she has the information that a cheerleader will have if you ask her things. Poe has that kind of power to spawn cheerleaders? <laughs> Just spawns cheerleaders at will. That's why he's so popular for the football team. <laughs> okay. Um, as one of our games uh, uh, of pool wraps up, uh, I win, of course, naturally. <laughs> Do you feel like you're good at pool or do you know that they're letting you win? I think it's a little of, I think it's a little of both. I think he, he is actually decent at pool. Like, I wouldn't say he's like good. Like, he's, he's, he's okay. Like, if, if, if you're to play, if you're to play against someone who is like not like letting him win, he'd probably do all right. He wouldn't win every game, but he'd probably be okay. And he, he knows that he has some skill, but he also knows that his, gang either isn't good or is letting him win he's not sure <laughs> um so as as the game wraps up he's gonna turn to his gang and say ah, I'm, I'm bored of this now uh yeah pool's boring <laughs> i'm sorry you made them you did this <laughs> make them like this though okay why did I pick the class that gives Cody NPCs that have to follow me around? It's a great question. It just means that you can literally talk to yourself. It means you, you can leave them if you want to, like, let them there for a little bit. You lose a little bit of your benefit, but you don't have to have them there constantly. Yeah, I, I know. And I was already thinking about doing something like that. Well, seeing as I think we're done with this now, I mean, I guess we could try to figure out what happened to good old President Glacey. Got nothing better to do right now, right? Yeah, we don't have anything better to do. Pool's boring. Uh, how about, uh, Neil, how about you go to the ballroom and ask around there, see what people know. Let's see, where else do I want to send people? Uh, Kim, you stay down here and ask ask around, and, uh, uh Steven, you come with me, and we're gonna, we're gonna go investigate upstairs. Meet back here in half an hour? I don't know if I can climb stairs, man. Stairs are steep, and I have... I don't know about it, man. I think maybe... Okay. <laughs> Kim says nothing. She just sits on a stool. <laughs> uh, all right. You head upstairs. And I'll say, like, when you hit the the landing to get back to, like, the ballroom area, you can see Poe and, like, most of the rest of the party guests standing around. Poe, you see Conrad come up from the basement. Is there anything that you want to... Anyone else you want to talk to here? Any people you want to try to meet? I think I want to try to get Conrad's attention. Okay. Like, without just, like, yelling his name, you know. You can just walk up to him. You see him. Well, I was going to say, like, I probably, I was going to see him across from the ballroom and, like, nod my head to the terrace so we go outside. Okay. If Conrad does that. When he sees you, like, do the little head nod, he rolls his eyes, but then follows. <laughs> Man, I don't know if we should be going outside to the terrace, you know. It's cold out there, and it's snowy, and, you know, it, it might be, okay. You guys, head out to the terrace. It's a cold winter night. With, uh, like, just thick snowfall everywhere. Uh, Poe lights up a cigarette as soon as he's outside and offers one to Conrad. He'll take it. So, uh, that's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what happened. I, I was gonna ask if have any, um, uh, way to figure that out. Okay, so, out, outside, so, <laughs> out, out of game... I don't really have any dark stuff. What's the Queen's powers? It, yeah. The Queen's powers is all about having the gang. 
Like that's that's the thing is like is like starting with and ha- having the gang because gangs are like a mechanic in the in the game that anyone can have or anyone can be part of. Right. It's just like what do you do? What do you do when you have a gang? It's a lot of like um, collateral bonuses. It, it's minions. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. I mean, Steven's with you. Can you use him to manipulate somebody into t- telling you something? Like Vice President Ona or maybe. So I'm looking at where did it go? Yeah, I was looking at, like, my darkest self as well, and it's like, my darkest self isn't, like, it's not even magic. That's the thing, is I'm, I'm like, trying to figure out how to how to incorporate magic into my character. You don't necessarily have to, specifically. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, it's like, my, my dark is minus one, so it kind of makes sense that the queen is not as magical. It's not as supernatural. Yeah, that, that's, that's fine. I mean, you can say that to Poe. Well, uh, unlike the Unlike the rest of you guys, I don't seem to have as quite as a big in, in attunement to the to the supernatural. Shit. He takes a long drag. I guess it's. I mean, I don't know where Faye or Alice is, but Holly. Not Faye. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I've been trying not to say Faye. Why would you? Why would you pick a class name that's the same as another character's name? <laughs> So, I have no idea where Holly or Alice is, but I guess I can try to figure out stuff. You want to come with and make sure no one sees the crap I'm going about to do? I sent Neil and Kim off to other areas of the uh, off to other areas of the house to ask around, see what anyone knows, but see if what they come back with. Uh, he stubs out the cigarette against the wall and heads to the foyer where the body is was. Once you walk back in from the terrace, you immediately run into Tabitha. Um, she's standing there kind of like wide-eyed as you and Conrad walk back in. Oh my gosh, like where were you? I was so scared. Who's Tabitha? She's the cheerleader you were talking to. You didn't give her a name. Definitely did. <laughs> I don't remember hearing a name. That's cool. The recording will prove I did. <laughs> Mandy, when it comes out that he didn't, can you let us know? Anyways, Tabitha, the cheerleader you were talking to, is standing there. Uh, I was just talking with Conrad. We were gonna go check out the cars. Why? <laughs> Man stuff. Uh, I mean, there's nothing better to do until this place opens up. Right, Conrad? Yeah, yeah it's something to do, isn't it? Can I come with you? I feel terrified. I don't... What if the... How does someone just fall off a balcony like that? I bet he was pushed. Uh, I think Steven would love to show you around. What, what, what do you say, Steven? Want to want to keep want to keep Tabitha here, uh, uh, some company, and make sure she stays safe. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, generally, I'm scared of people whose names start with T. But okay. Um, and he just kind of like awkwardly starts walking around the room just like pointing at paintings and being like this is a painting he's terrified all right so where were um so sorry conrad and poe where were you headed uh the grand foyer we're gonna look at cars that's what i was told (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can if you want to Uh, so i realize he is in your band but steven is the most annoying why did you pick him to stay with you Ah, uh, sometimes it's nice to have a 
sometimes it's, it's nice to not have the yes man around if, if you get my drift and Kim, I mean, you know, Kim, she seems like the favorite of, I, she's my favorite of your band. I can understand that. Anyway, we're heading to the grand foyer. Uh, when you go into the grand foyer, the, uh, body has been moved. It's no longer just like sitting on the floor. VP Ona is still there. She's, uh, like frantically tapping at a cell phone. And standing next to her is a kind of large, red-faced man. Uh, his name is Dr. Nickel. Uh, I would say... What was your major, Poe? Uh, exercise science. And Conrad, yours was music performance? Music performance. You would know that Dr. Nickel is a theater teacher. Okay. How do you want to play this, Poe? Not Poe. You're not Poe. I'm Poe. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to play this, Conrad? Do you want to distract them? Do we just want to try to get information from them? My way of gaining magic, so to speak, is a little bit more um, showy and takes a few moments to work. So, Cody, can you run over exact like, th- they're kind of where we want to be, right? Well, it depends on where you want to be. They're standing in, like, the middle of the room talking. Vice President Ona is tapping on a cell phone. Dr. Nickel is just, like, talking to her, but, like, quietly, you know. I mean, we could also go upstairs if we want to try to get around them. That's also an option. Well, I could go talk to Dr. Nickel for a bit and see uh, what he knows. I uh, I, took, I took one of his uh, theater classes a couple semesters ago, and we get along pretty well. All right. Distract him for just a few moments, and I should be able to hopefully gain some information. Sounds good. I would like to gaze into the abyss, Cody. Uh, Okay. What do you want to do? I think at this point, I'd want to know how he died, since Poe and Conrad have no idea if it's supernatural or just he fell kind of thing. Okay. And I imagine the way that Poe does gazing into the abyss is he draws, like, blood sigils on things. So he flips open uh, a, a pocket knife and just, like, slices his palm and then uses, like, draw, like with his thumb, takes some blood and, like, draws a symbol, like, on the ground. Okay. That will be a 13... Dad gum. I also think, I mean, this might be too much, but I think it's a, with his powers, like the cut heals over pretty quick. It's not just like always like an open wound. Okay. So when. I'm fine if I just get the same information. No, that- it's new information. I, I just kind of have to decide the right way to tell you this because you see two people arguing. So like when you touch that sigil, you get like a sepia tone replay of what happened. Uh, you're standing in a mostly empty foyer. So um, generally no one was just standing around here. They were mm-hmm. maybe like walking across, you know, like there might be a little bit of traffic behind you going between the ballroom and the dining room, but this was not like a place where people were mingling really. Um, you can hear the faint music and you can get like faint versions of the smells that you first smelled when you walked in, you know, and you see the door open and another professor walk in. He is a little bit like he's middle-aged. He has a very like angular and unhappy looking face. He comes in and this is like late. And when he does, you see him like take off his hat, you know, and his, his coat, hang them up. And then this professor nickel walks up to him and they start having like an argument. Like you can see them, almost shouting but you can't make out any words and they're like pointing at each other they both seem very frustrated and then you see them both look up as president glacy 
crashes through the banister, you can see him like backpedaling, like almost like he's running away from something. So they would be right underneath of him, right? So he just smashes down and lands next to them. But you're further back. So from your perspective, you can see that he was like backpedaling back out of the terrace, hit the railing around the balcony, broke it and fell backwards. Okay. And it was Dr. Nickel and another professor? Uh, Dr. Nickel and a professor that you would not recognize, but he has a, like, angular and angry-looking face. Okay, sounds good. I think as he comes out of the vision, he, like, wipes up the blood. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, Conrad, you're going up to talk to Dr. Nickel. Yep. As you walk up, he turns around and goes, Oh, my lad, it is good to see you on such a terrible and tragic day, of course. Now, have you thought any more about my offers to put you on stage in something more respectful than what is that band that you call the Conradians or something? That's a pretty good joke. I like it. You have such a beautiful voice. It is wasted on something like a rock and roll music. I did. I did all right in the show. Uh, we did, but uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm really mostly cut out for, for musicals. I don't, I don't know if straight acting is for me. Such a shame. Now, how may I help you, my boy? So, uh, what do you, what do you think happened to? President Glacey, do you think this was just an accident? Like he trip and fall, or do you think that there's something nefarious going on? Well, it it is it is terrible, but accidents do happen, and I don't think that it makes sense for us to immediately jump to the conclusion of foul play. Now, this business with the phones being disconnected is odd and a, apparently. Poor Vice President Ono over here cannot get any signal on her cellular device, but these things happen during snowstorms. I think we all just need to tuck in, take a breath, realize we might be stuck with each other for a few days, and, you know, we'll be fine. Wow, so the landlines and the cell cell network's dead. That, like, I could see one going down in a snowstorm, but both is kind of... Kind of strange. I've never trusted these cellular devices. They've never been reliable or anything. You know, it's just best to give some much-needed space to the poor widower and... The poor widow. Widowers are men, I think. Anyways, give some much-needed space to that whole wing of the house and just... Talk to your friends, try to, you know, take heart, and we'll all be out of here soon. There's really nothing, nothing to worry about. All right, I guess, I guess we are going to be here for a while, so might as well, might as well get comfortable. Vice President Ona clicks her phone shut, or, you know, like, turns off the screen. It's not a flip phone. This isn't the past. She might have one of the new the new razors that they're making. Don't tempt me. I want one so bad. It's not worth the money, but they're cool and I they'll it'll break. She looks over at you. Conrad, uh the two of you do bring up a good point. I guess I will probably fall to me to figure out sleeping arrangements for some odd thirty guests, but Oh, is that all? I mean that's kind of a lot of people. In this massive mansion? <laughs> some odd fifty guests, I guess. That's going to be a challenge, but I don't know who else can... I guess it falls to me. Anyways, 
thank you for coming over and checking on us. It means a lot. She, like, reaches over and takes your, like, squeezes your arm. Am I going to sleep with the vice president? I mean, you can try to. (laughs) (laughs) It's always nice to know that I have the students' support. Yeah, I'm glad to to be of of assistance, Ona. She lets go of your arm and kind of like has a little tear in her eye and sniffs and turns away and starts walking back towards the ballroom where most of the other guests are. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mistletoe and Murder. Monster Hearts was created by Buried Without Ceremony, which you can visit at buriedwithoutceremony.com to support their role-playing games about community, doubt, queerness, and the collapse of civilization. The music for this show is a moment's reflection from audiononics.com. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website, or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network and on Twitch under wandering underscore gamer underscore network. Until next time, you better watch out. Mm-hmm.